Welcome to Chiropractic United. This podcast is brought to you by CBP Seminars. For more information on CBP technique, please browse to idealspine.com. Also brought to you by Dr. Fred DiDomenico of Elite Coaching. To see how Dr. Fred can build your practice, browse to elitecoachingllc.com. And finally, by my company, Posture Co. To see more about our software, go to postureanalysis.com for Posture Screen Mobile as well as Posture Ray. Now, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to, what's today's date? Tuesday, October 11th, Chiropractic United podcast. Chiropractic United brings research, philosophy, purpose, technique, management, and everything involved for subluxation-based chiropractors. This is not for any chiropractor. This is for chiropractors who have philosophy, purpose, and bring that, want it, that message and want to change the world. So we have an awesome, amazing guest tonight, Steve Tullius who is involved internationally, actually, in the politics, purpose chiropractic, and doing all kinds of awesome things. Uh, a real purpose-driven, passionate man that uh, is changing people's lives and the profession all over the world. So welcome, Steve. Thank you, Fred. Uh, appreciate being on the show. Welcome. No so I know you got a bunch of bunch of branches coming off that purpose tree so why don't we get you started first find out you know what you've been through how you found your purpose and what you, what your visions are um you know i um i knew from an early age um that i wanted to be a doctor to help people heal i uh, just had that uh, that knowingness and uh but I thought that meant medicine because I didn't know any other, um, I didn't know anything else besides that. Um, and at 15, I was introduced to chiropractic uh, after a minor car accident and, uh, and just uh, was really taken, you know, just uh, taken aback by the, the, how different it was from every other doctor's office I'd ever been in. There, there wasn't the white glass separating um, the, the staff from the patients and people were laughing, hugging. It, it was just a different environment. And I had my first adjustment, and um, you know, it was just uh, you know, I, I was thinking about the other day. You know, I, I haven't since 15 years old. I've been adjusted, you know, at least once a month. You know, much more frequent than that. Um, but uh, I knew I was still pre-med going into um, into college, and um, I had a shoulder injury, and an orthopedic doc wanted to cut me open without even touching me and doing any orthopedic tests. And it just a light bulb went off, and I knew um, at that moment that I was uh, born to be a chiropractor. Nice. So you know, it's funny how so many chiropractors have stories where you know some incident happens. It's like we're on this divine path, man, and then all of a sudden, boom! You know, like you said, the light goes on, and uh, you know, it it just seems to get brighter as we go. So, how long have you been practicing, and where did um, you get your philosophy from? Yeah, I've uh, I've been practicing for eight years. I went to LACC and and did not get it there. Um, and I had a mentor, uh, John Holland, who was um, he was my chiropractor. He was down the street from LACC, so he told me, you know, go there and and uh, come work with me. And uh, you know, fortunately, I I did get that from him, and he took me to. Uh, Parker and I heard Jim Sigafoos for the first time and John D. Martini and and um, you know it was actually there um, either my first or second Parker and I still have the notes um, you know I was in listening to D. Martini with tears you know streaming down my cheeks like everyone else there and 
and I wrote down that I would do you know, great things for this profession, and I didn't know what, um, and it would not be easy, but that that was you know why I was put on this planet um, to help serve this profession, and um, you know that was just the beginning. Sigafoos really, uh, you know, I couldn't understand half of what he was saying, but. Um, it just lit something, you know, off inside of me, like it does when when we're doing our talks and we see people and they're nodding their heads. Um, speaking when we speak of universal truths, it's it just rings true. And um, from there, I went to. Um, I still, you know, I, I still didn't really get it. I, I I knew the slogans. I knew that the power that made the body heals the body and that sort of thing. Um, and I went to Cal Jam. I've been to all four. Each each one, I've come back a stronger chiropractor. And um, I was getting involved in politics in California and uh, the state association, and and people were just bashing the philosophy, and and I was getting pissed. And but I re- I realized I, I I didn't have I couldn't um, defend the philosophy rationally or intelligently, and so instead I reacted, and and that's what we see so much of in our profession. People react instead of responding in a professional, intelligent, rational manner, because when, when it's purely a belief system, um, then the natural, it's a biological function for us to attack. And yeah, you guys still there? I am. I think we, he dropped out there for a second. Steve, we lose you. Up there. I wanted to, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We just lost you for a second. Okay, so that's when I decided I wanted to um, to really study the philosophy because I wanted to teach it to others, and because I saw it being lost, and um, and I realized if I was going to teach this thing, I better have a full understanding. That's why I decided to do the um, Sherman College's Academy of Chiropractic uh, Philosophers program. And as I was telling you earlier, it's the best thing I've ever done as a chiropractor to to really just in general, but also to really um, understand the philosophy at a deeper level. Cool, man. Yeah, you know, uh, Joe Farentelli is obviously with CVP. Elite Coaching is a management group around spinal correction, but, you know, that's what we feel. One of the reasons we have Chiropractic United, number one, is to talk to people like you, which I appreciate your passion. Number two, you know, it's like, wait. That's always been my thing, like what you say, taking it from a belief into something solid. And that's where the CBP research literally gives hard facts and research that support chiropractic. And it's so funny, not funny, but, you know, the truth always prevails. You know, back in the 70s, you know, we had the antitrust suit where medicine was trying to smash us. And now they're now... Medical doctors are proven posture and organs and subluxation all the time. So we've come full circle, and now chiropractic is fighting itself. We're not yeah. even fighting medicine anymore. I get yeah. a lot better sometimes with some medical doctors than some of the local chiropractors wanting to be medical doctors around here. Yeah, it's really sad to me. I, I, I go back and forth, quite honestly, between um, you know being really pumped up and fired up and uh, excited when I see other chiropractors starting to get it yeah. um, to, to wondering what I'm even fighting for anymore at times. And, um, you know, it's, we've fought so long um, 
to get to this place that's that you know we've along the way you know fred bard said this in life without fear that you know perhaps we have forgot what we're fighting for and it's very clear right now with what's going on with with those that want to add drugs to our profession and and the cc cce issue going on that um you know our roots our principles have been so watered down by by those that have sought acceptance, you know, cultural authority um, in their eyes by the medical profession that it's almost not even discernible anymore. And, uh, yeah, you're right. The medical doctors, when I, when I talk to medical doctors, when they come and they hear my talks, yep. they, they get it and they, uh, you know, they understand. I mean, it's if we would just have the courage to, to take our message um, to the masses and 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 speak like you said speak in the, their terms though you know the um yeah i commend you guys for the research you're doing um you know we take that research speak in their languages you know whether it's a teacher an educator a politician a mother of four whoever it is speak in their languages and value systems then they get the then they get it it's yeah. as simple as that yeah we got down here in florida we actually have some organization that's trying to recruit members almost like with free seminars that's headed up by MDDCs that want to try and recreate and push for for uh, future uh, or I should say more more uh, wider scope practice and all this type of stuff and nobody even you know wants it it's it's just so funny we actually have one of the biggest organizations at the FCA and then the FCS is real strong down here too and then here comes a rogue group trying to reproduce what they did in New Mexico yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've been watching them. They're they're putting out calling for free memberships. Yeah, um, you know that's that's pathetic. Um, you know it's it's a it's a an attempt to fill their pocketbooks because they can do in, injectables and all these things, and they're instead of fighting for parity, instead yep. of saying hey we deserve to be paid the same amount for the same procedures that we are providing as medical doctors or PTs or anyone else, then let's see if, let's just add these other things. And, yeah. and, um, I just saw one of their, uh, fly, uh, their course, it's a seminar, um, uh, syllabus and they're, they have in, a class on internal hemorrhoids and, um, and, uh, uh pelvic exams with live yeah. models. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, disgusting yeah, yeah all my, all my uh, friends that are mds they, they look at things like this as like you know i wouldn't go to a medical doctor for chiropractic care so why are these chiropractors trying to be medical doctors and they exactly. get it and it's one of the reasons why you know like i always say this on a bunch of podcasts especially when i was in full-time practice i would say that not, and fred can attest to this um most of my practice was referral from medical doctors you know, yeah. and, yeah. you know, and they understood, they, you know, they don't understand fully what subluxation is about. And, you know, some sure. of them do like, a, you know, the radiologist that spoke at our, um, at our CBP annual, I mean, he gets it and understands it, you know, and I, I start his wife under care and his, his family comes to see me and he gets it. He understands it, you know, um, but some of the average doctors, they just know, Hey, look, you're scientific. You understand, you speak our terms It makes sense what you do. You show predictable changes and it's not just all talk, you know, and, sure. um, you know, so they get it. And then when these rogue factions come by, it's just laughable because then they try to hide behind a science, you know, perspective, which we look at and just say, are you, are you kidding me? Science? You don't know anything about science, you know, yeah. and our science proves our philosophy. 
Absolutely. And, um, and you know, you hit the nail on the head. They are a rogue group. And, and you know, where's, where's the leadership in this profession? You know, I, I've, I've been wondering because if our colleges can't even, um, you know, define chiropractic, you know, the, the Association of Chiropractic Colleges, um, they came up with a paradigm statement, you know, years ago. And all the colleges were there. They all signed yeah. on to it. And um, you know, uh, Winterstein or Winterstein from um, National, you know, goes out publicly and says that he removed his name from that years ago, yeah. and is pushing for drugs. You know, where where are the college presidents um, th- demanding, you know, that this college um, be removed from chiropractic? You know, yeah, it, I, I think know, a lot. If we can get the CCE change to happen, I really truly believe that the colleges that or subluxation based will definitely step forward because they won't fear the hand of the CCE because that's the reason why they don't step up. They're worried that they're going to get shut down and, and repeat Correct. what life is doing. So, you know, and when you and you know what all of you guys have spoken to the, the the people in power on the side, they're on the same page. But you know, they'll tell you, hey, look, we're worried if we say something, do something the wrong way, we're going to get shut down. They'll find something to try and shut us down. And yeah. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's a darn conspiracy. I mean, Don was right. When I met, met Don early on in school, and he was showing me these, tra- these maps of, you know, the agendas and how money's feeding back in, you know, you know, and I didn't know Don that well. I said, my gosh, this guy's just a conspiracy theorist. He's a nut. I can't believe this. And then when I got to know him, I'm like, wow, this guy, you know, he's making sense, you know, not only about science, but man, right, you know, last year, two years ago, you know, it was everything he said to, to us back in 1995 came to a head. And I was like, my gosh, he saw this many years ago that this was happening. And then there's so many chiropractors that have their head in their sand. At least, thank God for Facebook is opening their eyes a little bit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank God for Facebook. Facebook is going to be the salvation of chiropractic. And uh and it is for you know we see this isn't just you know it happening in our profession you know it's uh, people are rising up against tyranny you know all across the globe because they now have a means they have a communication you know I always find it so interesting or uh, ironic that our profession has this incredible subluxation philosophy this this communication interference philosophy yet we don't evaluate our own organizational structure you know, based on that and find the subluxation in our profession and correct it. Right. And we have the opportunity right now to correct it. And, and I'll tell you though, the CCE, CCE issue is still acute crisis care. Yep. And, um, we have to do it because if we did not do this this time around, then we would have drugs in our profession within, um, a year to three years. And um, this, the whole purpose of this campaign to get the USD to actually do something this time um, is to because the call, like as you said, the colleges were afraid to really step up and testify. If you've re- read the transcripts, you'll see that the, you know it's it's just appalling, quite honestly. Right. And you know, I was I was unaware. I. I had no idea what the CCE even was while I was in college and even afterwards. Um, most chiropractors are unaware out there. Right. And uh, we need to uh, appreciate you know you um, asking me to be on the show so we can shed some light on why they need to be involved unless they want to wake up and have drugs in their profession tomorrow. 
Right, exactly. exactly. Well, you've certainly been on a great, created a great campaign, or at least stepped on that wagon, Steve. I mean, you have multiple Facebook enterings every day, and you're selling your practice really because your passion has expanded now from working with patients to really moving the profession forward politically and taking a stand. So, you know, what, why don't you tell a little bit about that, your purpose and vision, and what you see with that, because you're making a big move here. Well, you know, it's, I've talked a lot about what I'm against, and um, so this is a perfect opportunity to really talk about what I'm for. And, and what I'm for is for a profession um, to rise up and, and become more professional, to build the infrastructure, to, uh, to strengthen our colleges, to strengthen our research, um, to, to build up the profession in a way that um, no longer has to defend from within um, so that we can promote from without. And, uh, um, you know, we should have the, the strength and the legal uh, capacity to, to stop these rogue groups. And, right. um, you know, that's, that's what a big part of professionally why I'm stepping out of my practice. You know, I, I, honestly, it's for my family as well. You know, it's, um, as, as you guys both know, running a practice, um, and especially if we're passionate about serving people and saving lives, we can often forget about our own lives. And um, for quite a while, I was so focused on serving in my office that I was honestly ne- neglecting my family and neglecting my own self and health. And um, that's something that shouldn't ever have to happen. You know, chiropractors went to jail um, so that we can do what we're doing today. And chiropractors still today are getting divorced. They're, they're, um, they're having horrible health issues, stress, because um, they're trying to save the world by themselves in a profession that doesn't even know if it really wants to save the world. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, we need to take it to a place of, uh, of, you know, not ever having that happen again to another chiropractor and their family. Yeah, it's, it's, it takes a big step to, you know, step out of practice when, you know, that is your, your bread and butter. And, you know, but when you feel that your life calling is helping to elevate other chiropractors so you can get the truth out there to more masses of people. And I know that's how Fred and I feel that, it you know it's it's frustrating where I love helping patients in my my local practice, but your radius is like a twenty five maybe tops fifty mile radius of people that you can reach out to. But if you teach chiropractors and get more chiropractors on board with subluxation and the truth about chiropractic, then you can really reach out to thousands and thousands more patients uh, so they can get the chiropractic care that they need. And from a subluxation based doctor, I mean that's what I it. That purpose, you know, fills me. I know it fills Fred and you as well too. But I'm in that same boat. Stepping, you know, out of my practice is, you know, it's it's hard. That that is my practice, you know, and it's hard sure. to do because you you know yeah. and you remember all those miracles that you had in your practice, and uh, you know it is stressful though when you practice, you know, full time. You're on the road full time, and you have a family full time. You know, and what's your greater purpose on serving humanity? You know, that's the, the biggest thing. And it seems like you came to that same realization as well, too. I did. I did. And um, I wasn't living up to it, even though I felt it. And uh, my wife helped 
um, liberate me, you know, to, to step into that. And even once I made the mental decision to do so, mm-hmm. I wasn't emotionally and spiritually ready to do so. Um, and I, I recognized a few things, and this is important for the listeners, um, is that I realized once I'd made the decision that people were anchored to me and not to chiropractic. Yep. You know, people were anchored to me and not the principle and of, of self-healing and self-regulation. And, and they, were anchor, they weren't anchored to, to themselves. They weren't fully empowered, which is what I always wanted my practice to be, to, to help wake people up to that. And um, it allowed me to start to refine my educational processes to, you know, a chiropractic office should not be about the chiropractor. Yep. It should be about chiropractic and, and the principles and um, so that anyone, any chiropractor could step in and start serving those people. And um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, my desire is to, to build chiropractors up, um, you know, in a number of different ways through, through the philosophy, um, through um, uh, mental, emotional, spiritual principles, um, success principles, so that they can um, achieve the level of um, success that they desire and absolutely deserve um, in relation to the amount of service they're providing to humanity. Yeah. Well, thank you. There's been a couple of great points, Steve. Number one is like you talk about chiropractors getting divorced. You know, it's it's like you got to be grounded at home. The more grounded you are at home, the more passionate you're going to be outside of your home. You can't go fighting a battle when when you can't come home and rest. Sure. Yep. You got to have that rest. You got to have peace and love and support at home. Number one. And then the second thing is. You know, it's so true that so many chiropractors have personality-driven practices, you know, where they're buying the doctor and not chiropractic. I mean, I spent 11 years like that driving large-volume practices with a personality, and then you figure out systems, and then people are coming for themselves and for chiropractic. Yep. And, yeah. and you know, I think one of, the, one of the mantras or core values of elite is, you know, we want to train these spinal corrective docs or anybody to be so good that they fill that card, that you master practice so that your purpose level goes past there. You know, Joe and you and myself, you know, we, we did practice. We filled that card, and even though we love it and being with patients is awesome and chiropractic is in every cell and chromosome of our body, when you learn, when you help thousands of people, and then you realize, you know what, I can do this. You know, this is easy. I can do this with my eyes closed. I can motivate people. I can teach them to get into the lifestyle. Then all of a sudden, another light inside you goes on. It's just like what you said. There's like that light that goes on, and it won't turn off. You know what you're supposed to do. It's the next step, and you can't ignore it, man. It just freaking hounds on you until you change your life. And that's what, in my opinion, every chiropractor should experience yeah. Where they fill that purpose and practice, man. Now you need to go out into the profession. Absolutely. And start I, changing the world. Yeah, absolutely. We need to give back to our schools and to our yep. students. Um, uh, create a culture of mentorship, you know, resi- residency programs, all, all sorts of um, things like that. And, and uh, we can't do that until we um, uh, create that um, level of success yep. in ourselves. And um, so, yeah, it, it, 
you know, it, it actually, when I was really ready to make the decision, I was, I went to a new beginning seminar and, um, and just got into a, a spiritual um, point of, of dissolving the ego, really. Cause yeah. I, you know, I still wasn't willing to step away. Um, you know, when you're in a practice, you get all sorts of benefits. You get not only are you rewarded financially, but you're rewarded spiritually, um, emotionally, um, ego, you know, egoically, all, mm-hmm. all sorts of ways. And, um, and so I, I came home, and I just remember, I don't know, have you guys been to New Beginnings before? I haven't been there yet, but we plan to, both Fred and I plan to. Uh, yeah, we're going in October, a couple awesome. of weeks. Awesome. Yeah, I was supposed to go. I'm going to be at IRAP, Sherman, um, uh, next weekend, and, and uh, I was supposed to go to New Beginnings. It's not going to work out, but... Um, you know, I left New Beginnings, um, you know, was, when I fly over the U.S., um, you know, whatever I'm flying someplace, you know, I look down and I see subluxated cities. Um, I see whole, you know, populations of subluxated people and, and I, I just, you know, I, I start tearing up, you know, it, um, you know, we need to get to that level of, of understanding the, the devastation of subluxation to and because then once once we grasp that once we grasp that and the big idea and and remove the barriers from ourselves and communication and ego and and all the fears then then we can step outside and 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 share the message and not be afraid of what you know that person thinks you know not care what if someone rejects the message you know and uh, and say next you know mm-hmm. um New beginnings definitely helped me to get to that next level. Yeah, we're excited to go. You know, one thing we always teach too, I just came back from a boot camp is, you know, your conviction, when your conviction is so high, it dissipates the fear. You know, your conviction yep. to core values, your con- conviction of your purpose, it's like the greatest fear. I know my greatest fear was not doing it. Like, that's what motivates me is if I don't do it, I can't handle not doing it. So whatever yeah. I have to face is greater than the fear of not doing it. Yeah. I I was at a gymnastics class with my son this morning. There was a woman there, um, and she had an a infant. And I um, she mentioned that the baby fell and uh, chipped her tooth. And, and I, I, I stopped, and I, I told her, I said, you know, I, I have to share something with you um, because if I don't, I won't be able to... I'll, I won't be serving you as a human being, and uh, I won't feel good about myself. And so I shared with her the chiropractic story, and they're coming in uh, next week to see the doctor uh, who's taken over for me. Nice. So, so, so there's there's always opportunities if we're willing to to begin to communicate, to connect with people, and and not try to you know shove it down their throats. Um, like we see so many times when people don't aren't convicted when they're doing it for themselves to to gain a new patient right. instead of to serve doing it for love. Um, you know a person and their family and um, so those you know that giving loving serving principles from de and um, and new beginnings and uh, and tithing you know we need to to give back to our profession um, and uh, you know those—that's a spiritual principle too. When, you know, once you when you start giving, you you get back tenfold. And um, I can personally attest to that. Uh, you know, I came back from New Beginnings and, and started giving more to all my all the associations I was in, and um, joined a few more. And um, you know, it, it and it 
everything, you know, start making more money. So um, the universe provides if we open up to it. Well, you have a number of things you're getting involved with, and we kind of cut you off and changed subject on the Sherman uh, topic. If you want to give a little more on that, and then you're involved with the IFCO and all these other things, you want to kind of give us a... Yeah, sure. sure. The um, you know, Sherman does a program called the Academy of Chiropractic Philosophers. They're, I believe they're they're looking to do the next one here. They're they're taking it to New Zealand and talks to Spain, um, other places. And um, Palmer does the Legion of Chiropractic Philosophers, and it's a year long program. They meet five times a year. Um, fantastic um, presentations from people like Joe Strauss, Rob Sinnott. Um, uh, Bill Deccan is a course instructor, incredible teacher, um, and uh, and so oh, this year, incredible class. Um, you, we just you know we sit there for two days straight and and talk philosophy. So and by the time you leave, your head's spinning, and you don't know what you believe, which is is a good experience, you know, because it really. Um, refines, you know, you know your your thoughts a place of knowingness. Um, you talk about you know the science, and and I definitely can can do better there. I, I'm going to I definitely want to um, um, sharpen the sh- the saw there and, and become proficient in the science of subluxation. Um, but once you take it to a place of knowingness, and then then, the, as you said, the conviction will allow you to communicate the message without any sort of fear. And um, this program took me to that level where I came back and was able to truly communicate chiropractic. Um, again, it's you know it's the first year of the um, of the ICA uh, diplomate program, um, so I plan on doing that as well. And what this program really does is it creates. Um, you know, really a guard um, for the chiropractic principle and philosophy. Um, you know, I see I see schools like Sherman and um, these programs as, you know, I would consider myself, um, you know, I, I don't even like the word straight and mixer anymore. I, I prefer non-therapeutic and therapeutic objective um, because they both have value. We need to get to that point of, of stopping this, this battle. We can get to that in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, I see the straight objective as something. It's it's a standard, and it it holds it holds that place for this beautiful uh, philosophy. Something that I consider near perfect. You know, in so many ways, it holds that standard so that we don't fall too far. Right. And we see what's happening now. We've fallen very far, and uh, to the point where people. Don't even question adding drugs to our profession. I mean that I I can't even begin to understand these people. And I've tried. I've I've had conversations on Facebook on Facebook. You know, try to have a discourse with these people, and they come from a completely different paradigm. Right. And and it's truly you know we used to have two professions. We used to have the therapeutic and non-therapeutic objective in chiropractic, and now we have this third rogue group. And it's an opportunity now for us to bind, to put an end to this straight mixer war and to um, unite around drugless and our core chiropractic um, descriptors and, and move the profession forward without that rogue group. Well, you know, it's interesting because what comes up is um, 
you know, it's almost like these people create it and then maybe this is what has needed to happen for chiropractors to be chiropractors. You know, it's, I don't know if you ever see the movie Miracle, you know, about the U.S. hockey team beating the Russians. Yeah. And they're going, and, and the assistant coach is going, well, all he's doing is creating a bunch of players that hate him. And the guy goes, well, maybe if they hate him, they won't hate each other. Yeah, yeah it's true. You know, it's almost like if we, not that we have to hate them, but maybe that brings, that's what's going to bring chiropractic together if we all get involved in this movement. At least if we say, hey, we definitely don't want to do drugs then let's quit arguing about the adjustment. Correct. Yep. Correct. You know, we, we, you know, I, I used to participate in that. I used to, I went from, from doing therapies in my office, then, then to going um, to the super straight side and, and even, you know, uh, condemning others in some ways and, and uh, get, you know, you, when you, um, you can talk a point to death, and um, we get we're so great at um, you know going over the fine pieces of of our philosophy so much so that we don't notice the drugs coming in the back door, and um, we need to to um, embrace um, each other. We need to even embrace these people that want to add drugs because a lot of them just have been they went to the school that taught them this stuff they never had an opportunity to be exposed to chiropractic and we need to embrace them um in ways but uh, to a point and um just like in our practice when when people don't want the message they don't want um they don't want chiropractic we say next and with some of these people we're gonna have to say next and uh, and you know we but we need to um we need to unite, and, and this is a perfect opportunity to do so. I believe we're ready for it, um, because otherwise the principle is going to die, you know, with with us. So, yeah. Well, so you know, unity is such a is such a powerful word, and uh, obviously there's strength in groups. So, you know, I mean, I I agree with your message. Like, well, we don't want to create hate. That doesn't. That certainly doesn't. Uh, get us anywhere in universal principles, but it's almost like, you know, they were the unloved orphan, you know, that's going off and lost their direction. So, you know, I kind of look at this with an analogy. It's kind of like when you go bowling, you know, you put up the bumpers. Those are the boundaries of chiropractic, so it goes in one direction. So how do you see that, man? We're, you know, you're out there politically trying to create boundaries. We're saying, you know, it's like the bowling alley with the bumpers up. You throw the ball down, the ball down there, it may hit the bumper, but the ball's going one direction. How do you see us creating the profession so that we're going one direction? You know, the 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 colleges need to gain strength. Um, we need to support the colleges. They're they are struggling. Their enrollments down. Um, the profession needs to support the colleges by donating money to them. And you know, the the biggest donation to a college shouldn't be in the form of a student who may or may not get the chiropractic principles. And, um, you know, right now that's, you know, a, a student is viewed as a $100,000 donation. And we need to get to a point where we're su- successful enough in our practices. And there's plenty of successful doctors out there not giving to their colleges, not giving to their associations. Um, you know, we're notorious for, you know, such low um, uh, enrollment in our associations. And I understand that to some degree because people just are fed up. 
uh, with a lot of it. But, um, you know, we need to be the change that we want to see, right? We need to, um, if you don't like it, then change it. Right. Um, so many of these docs, especially, you know, and you know, we get these high volume practices. I think we lost you there for a minute, Steve. Come on, Stevie, come back. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get he's on wireless, that's why. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. Um, you know, we have these high volume offices, but if if uh, chiropractic doesn't survive, what's the point in that? So we need to uh, get our colleges um, strengthened uh, by giving to them, uh, sending students to the philosophically and subluxation based colleges. And, um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's certain things we can't talk too much about, you know, but, but I believe that, um, you know, legally, um, we have a case and, um, that what's being taught is no longer chiropractic and, and quite honestly, the, uh, the, the AMA and uh, medical doctors should take, um, offense to this. It's encroachment on their territory, um, that rogue group of chiropractors is now trying to monopolize healthcare, which happened to, you know, was had been happening to us. It's 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 pretty ironic now. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, I'm a graduate of LACC in 1987, way back when. But you know, I would say I didn't. I haven't donated a dime back to school. I didn't learn any chiropractic from there. And uh, I would donate if they let me come in there and speak to the students and uh, talk chiropractic. They were well, they, open to that. Well, they probably will. You know, I, I just spoke there a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, honestly, at this point, I still won't um, donate to them. I'll, I'm going to call the president and talk to him um, here next week. Uh, I wanted to thank him for you know allowing me on campus to share with the students. Um, I, I called them years ago to talk to the research department and basically let, asked what they were researching and, and said, you know, I'm not going to be donating until I see a change in the direction of the research. We have enough L5 studies. We don't need any more. Um, and so, you know, I give to other schools and I give to other organizations that that um, represent me and represent chiropractic. So, you know, we need to continue. You know, everyone needs to pick a school, you know, basically, or pick several schools that they they – understand or teaching the principle and, there, and there's you know plenty of them out there um but we uh we need to start supporting them yeah we're actually uh, uh fred and i are actually going to speak with the students uh, uh beginning of november um and uh, i'm actually pumped up at we're going out to uh, life east uh to speak to uh, uh some students you know with the cbp club and uh, i'm fired up about getting back on you know and you know speaking to students because you get so caught up with you know, stuff in everyday practice that we forget that the where it all starts is with the students. They have to get a yeah. good because uh, you know I was fortunate that I had a chiropractor that uh, at least gave me a little bit of philosophy before I went to school. And uh, you know, I of course I went to life when you know it was before they had their the uh, the CCE fiasco. Um, but I, I tell you what, I mean, I'm I'm real happy that I went there and I, I learned a lot there and I learned you know there's. There some of the also conversely is just because the school doesn't make the student either. You know, you choose your own paths. You just have to be exposed to it. And there, I mean, there are passionate uh, subluxation-based docs like you, you guys that both went to LACC, and there are some of the biggest uh, medical metapractors that came out of some of the the so-called straight schools. You know, and sure. 
So, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to give back and, and get back to get the students excited about that it's not about a board exam. It's about getting back and correcting spines. And, you know, if, as long as you never forget your purpose, you will be successful. And, of course, you have to study. You know, I, I say that ironically as I was a really good student. But, you know, they, they have to know that there's a greater purpose beyond just, you know, these, these, these little things in school that they, they're up against. And you getting them on purpose and getting them fired up about chiropractic is what's going to bring this profession and hold it together. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it, chiropractic's not easy, you know, uh, it, it is easy, but it's not easy. Yep. Um, and um, these students need to be told that when they, when they start, you know, they, they need to be, there needs to be a better screening process, probably, you know, that it's, um, you know, I heard, have you guys heard Reggie Gold's Valley of the Blind uh, talk? No, I haven't. One of the one of the best one of the best um, talks I've ever heard. Um, you can get it on his website. Um, basic, you know, the basic message is, you know, he was speaking to uh, a class of graduates from uh, Palmer, and basically telling them that that they're going out to into a sick society, and are you going to uh, share a message that that they are, you know, that they need, or are you going to conform and become sick as just as sick as they are? And um, we have a message that's, and ironically, that's beginning to be become more accepted. You know, it is um, almost, you know, self-evident. Um, you know, but but the people need to work on themselves to get to a place of of acceptance. You know, yeah. accepting the self and and being able to to communicate the message and not care to be willing to look crazy in a crowd. Um, I wasn't there before, right? And uh, and I got there. Now I now I don't care. Now I I don't mind looking crazy in the crowd. In fact, I I enjoy it. You know, I I, I used to be uh, deathly afraid of speaking in public, and uh, now I I love the opportunity. Yeah, I love um, you know speaking of students. Um, you know, I I probably will end up in teaching or administration with with a college at some point here. You know, at once I'm done traveling with my family for a bit. Um, because I, that's where it's at, you know, this profession, you know, it's, it's only going to be as strong as the colleges and, um, because that's where chiropractic should really live. Mm -hmm. Um, it shouldn't have to live in the philosophy groups. Um, you know, these little um, splinter cells as Bill DeMoss calls them, you know, these little, uh, guerrilla, um, warfare units. Um, if you use a battle analogy, um, it should be, um, you know, proclaimed from the colleges and, uh, and, you know, those students coming out with the knowledge of what they do, who they are, and how to detect and correct a subluxation. And they, I'm sure you guys are well aware if you've been adjusted by any of these students coming out of college or anyone within the last you know, five years, there's, you know, high, high percentage of people that, that whose adjusting skills have a lot, you know, left to be desired, yep. and um, it's no wonder. You know, when we have a, a, a CCE dictated curriculum that includes prostate exams, pelvic exams, phlebotomy, all these um, courses that are non chiropractic specific and actually confuse the students and increase their their debt. And uh, you know, I'd like to go into that some more right now. And you know, people. Sure. 
really need to understand what the CC is and what they've done to chiropractic. You talk you talk about um, um, was it Don or Deed yep. and his conspiracy yeah, theories? It, was, it you know? was his dad. It was Don. His dad. Yeah, he knew what was going on. I and and. Man, it's been going on for a long time. Yep. The CCE was the ACA's um, vehicle. And I have a book called um, uh, Chiropractic um, uh, Politics and Education. And it was put out by um, the straight group um, in 1979 in, in response to what was happening, which was basically trying to kill off um, this uh, straight movement mm-hmm. and uh, they were almost successful yep. and um, you know they they used um, questionable tactics illegal tactics to um, recommend that the state boards put in language that only allows for a CCE accredited college um, you know students to that have to graduate from a CCE accredited college which basically monopolizes the profession um, because they then dictate the curriculums and force the colleges to teach against their missions uh, and now after all this going on conflicts of interest um, violations of um, you, you know you, you name it you can go and I encourage everyone to go to the movement for chiropractic quality and integrity it's a Facebook page the movement for chiropractic quality and integrity um, and like that page stay tuned in um, and there's an online petition that we need um, everyone to sign and to um, set up laptops in their offices to get yep. people signed as well um, you know they they basically move chiropractic more and more towards a medical discipline uh, to the point now where it's at and now with these standard changes they come out and say, well, we're trying, you know, they made these changes and are, are trying to say, well, we want to allow all the, the schools to um, teach what, what they want to teach, which the standard changes actually do that. Um, the problem is the damage has already been done to the schools teaching chiropractic and the schools that, that want to add drugs will be allowed to do so. And, um, you know, national should have been um, called, put on probation years ago yeah. for, Advertising their doctor of chiropractic medicine program. There's you know, what you know. There's no such um, you know program, and you know they uh, their students still get a DC degree. Right. Um, yet they want to create the DCM, the doctor of chiropractic medicine degree. You know they, they're using tactics that that um, political war machines use propaganda. Yeah, now, Steve, um, what, what was the website one more time for it's, for us? It, it's on Facebook. It's uh, the movement for chiropractic quality and integrity and then they can jump on the petition which is at changes.org correct yeah it's okay. yes it's at change it's on change.org and the purpose of that is to get as many people as possible we want to get 1 million people we um the more leaders that jump on this build the mosque just um uh, jumped on board um others are beginning to understand now because uh, honestly a lot of people just didn't know what was going on um, the more people we have, the more um, way, more influence we'll have with politicians who oversee the U.S. Department of Education, and could ensure that uh, we have justice and due process. Right. You know, there's you talked about the CCE fiasco at um, Life um, yep. University when their accreditation was taken away. Um, in the 2006 transcripts from the last hearing uh, with the USDE, the um, there's a student who testified that there were other colleges on the campus or, or actually off yep. campus yep. the following day yep. um, 
and there was never an investigation to find out when these, um, you know, how they did that logistically. When were these flights scheduled for these people? When were, you know, they were, they were busing people over to the other colleges? Yeah. When was I remember, all this? I remember, I remember hearing this from students at the time. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's a, that's illegal activity, conflicts of interest um, that uh, our profession should just um, you know we we should not tolerate that and 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 people will say now people say oh well that was years ago the yeah. same people yeah. the same people are involved yeah. um, you know this is this is um, just completely um, you know violation of ethics and morals and uh, we need a complete um, reformation of the CCE we don't want to abolish it we're not looking to get rid of it it needs to be reformed there needs to be equal representation based on the student base of of the colleges you know there's more schools that perhaps want to move the profession towards medicine, yet the student enrollment doesn't reflect that. You know, there needs to be a democratic process. Um, there needs to be, um, uh, we, basically, we need a complete overhaul, and there needs to be investigation into the previous uh, violations. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree too. And it, it was a shame. It, I mean, that ruined so many lives of of, of students and put them so farther into debt for moving and just ruins so, so many things. And I have to say, it's, it's nice to see that life has come back. And sure. uh, we were just on the campus for um, the, the homecoming um, and or the, the um, I forget what it's called, but it's basically a, a homecoming that just happened that Deed was speaking at. And it, I haven't been on the campus in, in a little while. You know, whenever we do seminars, it was, you know, it was, it was off campus. I was amazed at the transformation that that's happened at that school. It's been, I mean, it, it's amazing the difference at life. It, and, you know, it's, a, it's nice to see it come back, you know, to life, so to speak. And yeah, uh, yeah. That, that can never happen again. And I'm a hundred percent behind that. I mean, it has to be the students. Uh, you're absolutely right. How can we have one school that has such few student enrollments dictate what a school that has thousands and has a much bigger voice. It would be like it wouldn't make any sense if the United States did that for, you know, for electing somebody. And yet, you know, it, it's just crazy that nobody's yeah. ever checked this out. Yeah. Well, is. also, man, life's put out some some uh, has some great loyalty. You know, Sid. A lot of people have opinions about Sid, but he sure created a great team years ago. I mean, I yeah. got out of school in '87, was in DE. A month after I got out of school, fortunately found that, you know, and Sigafoos, man, I wore those tapes out in my car. All the Jimmy Gregg and John Hoffman and Ian Grossman, all those guys, Bob Sotilli, you know, that half of them have passed. But, um, you know, Sid created some great loyalty. And then through those people, we have great loyalty. And that school gets money. And like you said, what, you know, if we, in a sense, do we starve the schools that aren't teaching chiropractic and flood the schools that are with money, mm -hmm. and then they'll start to get a bit of a hint when schools like Life come back strong and uh, schools that aren't teaching chiropractic never went through those political issues, yet they're starving for students. Yep. I yep. think that's the thing. We need to get out and, and promote, like what you said, Steve, promote the right schools, and then Correct. other ones will starve on their own. Yeah, they'll they'll make the appropriate adjustments, you know, so to speak. They, you know, they, 
they're doing what they're doing based on, out of fear. You know, our, our profession um, is not a fear-based profession. You know, our philosophy is a empowerment and empowering philosophy. And and as chiropractors, we react so often. We operate out of fear instead of the abundance um, of our philosophy and, and what it what it should be teaching us. And um, our schools, they're struggling, you know, and and so they start to look for the quick fix, you know, the well, we add a massage program, or we add this, or we add add that, you know, and and um, chiropractic is strong enough by itself. Um, I certainly don't have a problem with people doing other things in their practices, and um, as long as it's within our paradigm and boundaries, um, but but our schools, you know, need our support and. Um, and we need to continue to wake people up. You guys have a vehicle here. Um, you're leaders in the profession. Um, you go out and speak to students. Continue to take this message to them um, to get involved and, and because it's, it's absolutely necessary uh, for the evolution of our profession. Well, I think what is also a truth for people that are listening and the message through the profession that we need to teach doctors is you know, and what we see is the inspired, subluxation-based, truthful, pure chiropractors always have patients that want to be chiropractors. You yeah. know, it's like all those guys that want to do all this other stuff, you know, they're the most miserable. So yeah. it's like, hey, man, you can do other stuff in your practice. You know, if you want to do, you know, weight loss, great. Just don't call it chiropractic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like teach chiropractic and let them know the difference between nutrition and chiropractic. Nutrition isn't chiropractic, but it keeps us healthy. It's sure. part of a healthy body and a healthy life, but it's not chiropractic. Yep. Yeah, and 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 we, you know, the um, the the people on the other extreme, you know, should shouldn't uh, put those down that want to teach people about nutrition too. You know, it, um, you know, uh, you know. The, we need to have a lot more, um, I was going to say tolerance, but just acceptance. You know, no one wants to be tolerated. Um, we need to get to a place of acceptance that people have their own, uh, you know, um, desires and ways that they want to serve. You know, we all have our specialties, um, the, the high volumes, completely subluxation, you know, based practice that sees, you know, 200 people in a day, you know, they're physically able to do so. You know, a lot of times certain chiropractors aren't able to, and, and they, they have different gifts and, and qualities that, that they can serve their people with and still detecting correct subluxations as, as their primary function. And so, um, yeah, as long as there's that, that, um, that line that, you know, this is chiropractic and, you know, no, this is not chiropractic, then, then, um, then we should be fine with it. Yep. Well, and it's funny because CVP can get a rap, you know, as mixers. It's like, well, traction's not chiropractic. Okay, well, it's not an adjustment, but a curve in their neck. You know, I just added 25 degrees of a curve in their neck. That's chiropractic. So, but like you said, yeah, it's like, you know, what's chiropractic? What isn't? Hey, man, let's change the spine. Let's have, teach people to leave a, a subluxation free. differentiate the rest and like you said don't judge the other person but uh let's as long as people are living that subluxation free life that's what counts the most well yeah, yeah you know, yeah good Joe. oh no i was just you're getting a little bit of feedback that's all i was gonna say yeah the um uh, yeah and i was there you know quite honestly i uh 
you got can you guys hear me yep. yeah 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 okay you know I, I was there because and and it's good that i was there because i i've seen both you know i've seen the different extremes and uh you know as long as we're detecting correcting subluxation and you know the a philosophy is a is, is a standard right you know it's a principle is a standard you, you can't touch a principle it's it's metaphysical you know it, it's true. no no one is completely um principally based you know it's it's unattainable at many levels you know maybe one day you are and then the next day you know maybe you were out late and had a you know two beers and you know whatever you know you're not so you know i that's a bunch of bs you know this um in many cases um but we need to understand you know that difference and um that it's cool if people want to um, only detecting correct subluxation. They want to have a completely non-therapeutic objective. And, and even if they don't want to teach people about nutrition, that should be their right. Um, and the same is true of people that want to do spinal correction, you know, and, and curve correction. You know, that, um, you know, you guys are seeing tremendous results and um, in people's lives and, and, um, and detecting and correcting subluxations as well. You know, so... It, the thing I used to think I used to be a technique snob too, and think well, even even uh, now I use a torque release technique. I used to be more diversified based, more segmental, and um, and I'd see people doing um, leg checks and um, uh, neural reflexes, you know, touching mm-hmm. the neck and then checking the feet. And I thought, oh, that's a bunch of BS. And now I use it pretty much exclusively because I actually opened my mind and saw it work and was blown away by it. So. Um, you know, we need to have an open mind and um, evaluate before we um, uh, before we chastise anything. Yeah. So we're kind of we're running into the hour. Um, what is there anything else you care to share? I know you're involved with the IFCO and. Yeah, yeah, IFCO is a fantastic organization. I'm I'm not uh, highly involved um, in the leadership of that group yet, uh, although I plan to get more involved. Um, I'm I'm also a member of the ICA. Um, the reason I support the IFCO is because their mission and message is very clear. It's the detection and correction of subluxation, um, and. Um, they're not promoting against anything. They're they're promoting chiropractic, and and I know that that through thick and thin, they will always have that as their core objective, um, and so that's why I am a strong supporter of the IFCO and encourage all your listeners to um, to become members because uh, and they have an incredible leadership team. That's just um, I saw you just had um, Dr. Uh, Liam Schubel yep. uh, on one of your calls recently. Recently, uh, just the Dynamo. Um, you know, he, they're they're doing incredible uh, things for the profession, and and are going to experience tremendous growth um, in coming years. Uh, I can guarantee that. So, um, you know, the final thing is is just get involved. You know, it's we we um, this is. This is our profession. This is the practitioner's profession, the students, um, and the colleges. You know, this profession doesn't even really belong. It doesn't belong to the associations. The associ- associations are there to represent us, and um, although a lot of us aren't members, so support your associations that support you, that support chiropractic, and be- 
step, start to step outside your office. You know, do what it takes to get rid of the fears, to get more involved. Ask what more you can do for chiropractic. Um, and when I say what you can do for chiropractic, what I mean is what you can do for humanity, because that is really the the birthright of chiropractic is to serve humanity in, in an incredible way to to uh, take this planet to a, a, a new uh, stage in its evolution. So. Um, I love you guys. I appreciate you. And, um, you know, everyone go to the uh, uh, Movement for Chiropractic Quality and Integrity page. Um, I implore you to set up a laptop in your offices and get people to sign that petition and uh, stay involved and tuned in for the next stages because this is not um, just a one-time thing. Like, you know, in New Mexico, everyone high-fived each other once we, we stopped drugs from coming in there, but, but this is not over. They're, they're not stopping anytime soon, and uh, we need to be prepared and, um, and have a, a final resolution of this um, in some form or another. That's absolutely well, true. Steve, yeah, we love and appreciate you, man. I mean, you are committing your life, and and we all know because we travel and do these things as well that there is a sacrifice. There's a personal sacrifice. You know, the fact that your family supports you on this is amazing. You know, it's uh, it is a personal mission. And uh, there are sacrifices, man, that people that stay in practice don't understand. And uh, we just want to say we appreciate and support you and everything. We follow you on Facebook. I sent that petition out to all the elite clients yep. twice. Yep. And uh, we'll continue to move with you and appreciate that you're at the tip of the spear, making things happen, committing your life to changing what God gave us as, as one of the greatest gifts. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate that and uh, appreciate you guys and uh, look forward to meeting both of you soon. Wonderful. Cool. Well, we'll be running around with you. Yeah, I'm we'll sure. see you soon we'll at a, a joint one venue. Awesome. Well, well, I appreciate it. You guys take care, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds great. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Good night. Take care. All right. All right. All right. All right.